0: Listening to 9394, a music podcast with Travis Roy. I hope you're doing good. Thanks for joining me. I got my buddy Morgan back on the show today. He is returning for the third time. He's the first person to come back for a third visit, which means that he can, since he so desires. You don't have to if you do that, but he made the choice to get outside of the years of 9394 and look at an album from 1992, The Jesus Lizard's Liar an album that he listened to and a lot of people listened to throughout 93, 94, and beyond. So to me, it completely qualifies as one of those albums of that era, which that's something I'm going to be doing on this show a little bit. I've mentioned it since the beginning of this pod. I'm not married to albums that only came out in 1993 or 1994. I am equally interested in albums that we were listening to at that time or albums that were a product of that time. So Morgan has a lot to say about Jesus Lizard. I'm excited to have him back. He's one of my best friends. It's always great to talk to him. Here we go.
1: Hey, buddy. Hey, what's going on, man? I'll try to keep it R-rated, maybe a little NC-17, but not much.
0: I would expect nothing less from you.
1: It's the best I can do. <laughs> I've been good, man. been good. Same old stuff. Working. Yeah. And uh, doing the recovery thing and uh, spending all day, all day after I drank coffee to get my guitar to where I wanted it to be, which I didn't know I could do. The intonation and the truss rod and all the blah 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 and then i went on youtube and like looked at it and then completely failed and then i was like you know what i'm just going to go for this because why not and then i i did it you did it i did it success
0: so is that something that like someone like myself would notice the difference from at all from when you started to after you started
1: well the quickest answer is the a string was buzzing and so Uh i tried to raise the strings off the fretboard to make it not buzz then i realized that this is no fun because I got to work too hard. This sucks and I'm good, but I'm not that good. And so I, <laughs> then I was like, wait a minute. I was like, dude, the whole reason that you play guitar is to have fun. No one cares if the action's high, the action's low, no one's listening, no one cares. So I, I was like, all right. So then I put the action <laughs> as low as I could get it and then adjusted the truss rod and it worked.
0: The truss rod, there's gotta be a band called the truss rod, right? Right.
1: Tr- 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 like truss, like T-R-U-S-S, truss.
0: Oh, truss rod.
1: It's a long rod that goes in the neck like of the guitar, and then like to you turn it one way and it goes concave, mm-hmm. and you turn it the other way and it goes convex. And then one of them raises and one of them lowers. And so I just tried to kind of, I, I don't know, I don't know. I turned it <laughs> one way and then I was like, yes! And then I just kept doing that until I got it the closest I could get to try to play the fastest possible and the easiest possible. And it was so far successful. That's good. Yeah, it's good. Big day. Yep. And so that closes the book on that story. I hope you enjoyed it.
0: I did. I'm gonna stop the podcast here. (laughs) Oh great,
1: great. Hey, I'll grab another cup of coffee, I'll get some tacos. (laughs) get started i'd probably never say thanks for giving me a shout out and having me back on the old podcast it's always good to see you man
0: it's always good to see you
1: i like your shirt i don't know Mm -hmm. what it is but i like it it's a green goblin i like it thank you Mm -hmm.
0: but yeah thank you for coming back on you were the first guest to come on a second time and now you're the first guest to come on a third time wow so that's exciting. Excited. <laughs> and you're also the first person to do an album that's not from 93 or 94.
1: That was the next thing I was going to be like, uh, I got to call myself out. This is a couple months before 93. so
0: That's okay. No, that's good. That's part of my point. Like if this came out in... Late 92, 93, 94 is when people were listening to it the most. So it's like,
1: yeah, that's true.
0: It's in keeping with the podcast. That's always been my intention. The examples I typically use are like Incesticide from Nirvana came out in like two weeks before the end of 92. So everyone was listening to that in 93. And like all those huge REM videos from Automatic for the People, that album came out in 92, but all those big videos uh-huh. were all 93. So it's like, mm-hmm. you gotta like, you know, kind of play around with it a little bit.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly.
0: So since you've been on a few times, we don't need to go through the whole rigmarole of how we know each other. I'll just start with a question that I usually ask a little bit later. You've been listening sure. to anything good? What have you been listening to lately?
1: Uh, yeah, I have been listening to a little bit of some good. it's Well, have I? Have you? Yeah, maybe it'll come to me, but actually it's still the same stuff. I was trying to get into something new, but like I went back to drive by truckers. They're great. Yeah, like what I just listened to today. And sometimes it's it's guitar stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like a session player named Tom Bukovac or whatever, a Nashville guy. I don't know. He's amazing. Then to be honest, like as much as I like playing that stuff, I don't like to listen to a lot of that stuff. So yeah. like uh, I know that Mascus, he played some big show with a bunch of people.
0: Yeah. so with Bikini Kill and a bunch of other but people. Yeah.
1: Like Kurt Vile and Lee Ronaldo and Warren Haynes and wow. Jason Isbell from Drive-By Truck. You know, his Originally. own stuff too. Yeah. I was watching that. And I've been trying to get into... Again, It's there's so much stuff that there's really nothing absolutely new. Like, Where You Been? I turned on Where You Been. (laughs) Fuck yeah. 30 South. Love it. And then it's been just like some punk rock. I mean, it's just the real standard stuff. If something pops out, like um, there's Covet. I forgot her name. She's from the band Covet. And she's got the tapping style, kind of like Minus the Bear.
0: I think you mentioned her before, right? When you were on last time?
1: I have. Because she's always got really melodic cool tapping type stuff mm-hmm. that i totally think is awesome that's cool there's been a lot of bear shark and bars of gold ah. because they just played
0: and we both missed it we both didn't go
1: yeah i know but it sucks <laughs> a bummer. and i really i wanted to go up there it just didn't happen
0: yeah it's 10 minutes for me but i was sick but it's uh like a 1, thousand twelve hundred miles or something from you it's a bigger deal
1: yeah yeah it kind of sucks but the bottle rockets has been uh, mm. a band that kind of sounds like drive-by truckers. It's got that same type of alternative country feel. Mm-hmm. I think Corey actually got me into him a long time oh. ago. because This is like $500 shit car song or something like that. <laughs> you got to check them out. They're really good. I'll check them out. And then Mutoid Man, which is the guitarist from Converge. Oh. Uh, Steven Brodsky. And then the other, uh, he's in, um... oh, Cave in.
0: Okay.
1: I respect and think he's, amazing and it's kind of punk metal type stuff oh um my brother got me into a lot of the like manahan street band Mm -hmm. budos band and kind of that type of i don't know what you call it funk or like vintage (laughs) like i don't even know
0: yeah i don't know either
1: yeah so that's basically it
0: i've been bouncing around genre to genre
1: yeah kind of i have been searching like oh i want to listen to this stuff and get into this and like i'll listen to like a second of it and then it'll be like
0: Nah. If I listen to something new, it's because someone I love who is old released something new. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. You know, I mean, if yeah. it's very rare that I'm like digging into new music anymore. I just keep on looking further backward, which works for me. I have no complaints.
1: Yeah, no. I, w- with that being said, it's the same like 200 bands. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like it's like the same five like on your top five or whatever. It's like mm-hmm. literally like the same close to 200 bands. Like uh, you know, Built to Spill, Jesus Lizard. Drive-By Truckers, Bars of Gold, Hum, Soundgarden, Russian Circles, Fugazi, Hot Water, the band. Obviously, it's the band almost nonstop.
0: Love them. I need someone to come on and do uh, Jericho for me because uh, that was 93.
1: Was it really? Yeah. I don't know. I haven't. When I listen to the band, again, I'm like the Weezer guy who listens to a couple of albums. It's like Big Pink and their very first one.
0: Yeah, that's how I do it too. I do the self-titled album. I do Big Pink and then I do Jericho. I do like yeah. three or four albums and there's a cover of Atlantic city by Bruce Springsteen on, on oh, it's Jericho. It's
1: incredible. It's
0: incredible. And once I got pulled into that song, I ended up getting into the whole album.
1: I heard that before. I'm pretty sure before I heard the Bruce Springsteen one.
0: Oh really? I'm pretty sure. It's one of those rare occasions where the cover is better than the original.
1: Exactly. Classic. Classic. Yeah. Like the one that I always say is obviously Jawbox's, uh, the, Tor- Cornflake, the Girl. Cornflake Girl. It's, yeah. In my opinion, it's so much better.
0: Right on. to get into Jesus Lizard?
1: Oh, we can totally get into Jesus <laughs> Lizard. The most abrasive non-metal band I know.
0: They are <laughs> something else, man. So I remember like you and I, we talked about it on the show. You and I played in bands and we were always talking music together and all this kind of stuff. So I have been aware of the Jesus Lizard. Pretty much since I've met you. Is it the Jesus lizard or is it just Jesus?
1: I think it's the Jesus lizard. Maybe there's like hot water where it was the hot water. Um, up one of them. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't either. I would say the Jesus lizard.
0: Okay. I do too. So I've been aware of them for like pretty much as long as I've known you. And I remember them like being on 120 minutes and stuff like that back in the day, but not much. You know, mostly I just remember like being in our earliest punk bands when we were all listening to the same fucking shit, blank one eighty two and you know, all that kind of stuff. And yep. you were still like Fugazi and Jesus Lizard, and I'd be like, what is this? I don't know what this is
1: Yeah, I, that's why I was like, you know, it's not ninety-three, but this album specifically Liar. I don't know a lot of the lyrics, I don't know even know the names, I'd look at some of them. Yeah. I listened to the whole album all the way through since 90 whenever it came out well it <laughs> came out in 92 but the first time that i heard it was andrew johnson
0: no that doesn't surprise me
1: yeah and he got me into it he let me borrow the live album called show mm-hmm. it was like stupid like i mean i laugh sometimes still when i hear Yao's lyrics and some of the stuff because it's it's so relatable and it's so <laughs> crazy and i heard show and i was like well this is pretty wild i don't know if i like it or not and then i think i got liar and then Mm. i was like holy shit this is rad and partly because it was just loud it was that branch of 90s metal that's not metal you know like helmet yeah jesus lizard Tool,
0: shellac yeah shellac i get a lot of shellac vibes it's really not a surprise they're on touch and go no right right
1: and i never got into shellac or big black and stuff like that but this type of metal or this type of whatever you want to call it hard rock there's like a specific genre for me anyway that there's like 10 bands like all the way from primus which is included to like jesus lizard to more mainstream which is obviously like something like tool i guess not that primus isn't mainstream but
0: that's so funny because to me like i would do the same thing but i wouldn't name half of those bands i would name like right like shellac rodan uh maybe some other kind of noise stuff like laughing hyenas a little bit okay you know what i mean like yeah definitely like still in that kind of same like not quite metal but like not quite sludge but like i don't know but it's very specific it's a very specific form of indie rock
1: yes i completely agree and that's why this is the best of all that stuff and that's why i listen to it all in my opinion again this is obviously because it's so precise aggressive raw and it's like an acquired taste kind of. Because sometimes it just seems like noise, but it's not. It's really actually sophisticated, sharp, precise. The guitarist, Dwayne Dennison, I think his name is, is incredible. And I usually watch him. Sometimes he's on a rockabilly type side, but he knows a lot. He used to work at Gibson and I really respect him. Like his specific style is awesome, I think.
0: Yeah, I feel like he drives the band. I feel like he's what's really pushing the band forward, which makes sense that you would love it, guitarist guy that you are. But I was always a big vocals guy. So David Yao for me was, it took some work.
1: Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Yeah, you could be like, this is just, again, it's, Sometimes it's just straight. I mean, and he'll probably admit it. Just straight slop. I mean, I hear. Him, that's why I laugh sometimes. Just noises. Yeah, and it'll just be like. <laughs> <laughs> I just listen to him a lot, just because I want to get some of the names down because I forgot them. But some of it's absolutely hilarious to me. Like just like this fucking blown out drunk just yelling over like this really intense. <laughs> Like, I remember Steve Guile one time said, like, he thought, like, Snapcase was like, put on the most abrasive. And so the word abrasive always comes to my mind. Mm -hmm. But my band for that incredibly abrasive stuff is the Jesus Lizard because it's tight. There's a lot of musical shit going on. They're like a well oiled machine with a psychotic drunk on top of it, just spurting out random stuff that sounds wild. And every once in a while, he's got some gems in there that are hilarious.
0: You know, we just did on my other podcast, Cinema 9, uh, we had our buddy Luke Horlbeck on and we did the, the movie Ooh. Gremlins. And talking to you, I'm thinking of um, when the Gremlins are piloting the Kentucky Harvester, the big snowplow, and they drive into Dick Miller's house and they kill him. So like <laughs> Jesus Lizard is like this finely tuned machine being driven by a Gremlin.
1: Yeah, that's I mean, that really, <laughs> that really <laughs> is it, you know? I heard, I don't even know if it's true, but I thought I heard they said something called like the hairy tangerine where he put his balls in a vice.
0: I've <laughs> like on heard stage. of that.
1: Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, it, like did that happen? The funny <laughs> thing is, is that they played at that Lollapalooza that I was at, I think.
0: In like 94 or something, 95?
1: Yeah. Whatever one was with whole Sonic Youth played, Pavement played. Jesus remember you saw, played. Tones, really you saw
0: the Boss Tones, because I was really jealous of the Boss Tones. Yeah, that.
1: and I don't think I was into Jesus Lizard thing because I, I don't even think I remember seeing them which pisses mm-hmm. me off because I love them now.
0: So you never saw them since?
1: I haven't seen them since. Yeah. No. And I don't think, you know, I don't know, maybe, yeah, maybe one day I'll see them, you know, cause this was really the one album. And then I started to branch out just recently. And a lot of people consider, I think it's called goat. One of their, like how, like the Melvins is another band in that era mm-hmm. for me anyway, that I consider like not metal, but super abrasive. And like Houdini would be like, there is supposed to be, but I don't listen to Houdini that much. In fact, I listen to, uh, stoner witch is the name of the album thought it came out in 93 or 94 too but
0: anyway well maybe another one they'll come on the show so in your re-listening did you find that you like have a favorite song on this album or and has it always been the same favorite or what's your favorite
1: i don't have a favorite song but i know that and i have to look at the name some obviously Boilermaker. it starts out and Boilermaker is just so hard hitting in your face yeah and then another i won't name all of them but I i could name all of them except for <laughs> I'll go with the one that I don't like as much, which would be Zachariah. I think it's a little bit slow and it feels like he's putting on a play it's like this man walks into a bar it's like yeah they play like dirge rock sometimes
0: that song especially
1: yeah that song especially
0: that's your least favorite on the album this way
1: and then all the rest are awesome if i was going to put it on right now i'd play dancing naked ladies because it drives so hard and it has such a feel it's like <laughs>
0: That song. I made one note for Dancing Naked Ladies, and it is Are human noises technically singing? Question. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's just like grunting, and it sounds like he could be taking a shit. (laughs) Who knows? It's just like he's like climbing something. I don't know what's going on, but like that's the music, that's what he's doing.
1: Yeah, that's why I completely understand if people who are more vocally driven or bass or what have you are like, you know, the music's great, but I can't get into this. I love (laughs) his antics. I love how he puts certain things at certain times, but I'm almost always listening to how the drums, bass, and guitar come together Mm -hmm. and that groove that they have every time. Like on rope, I think it is, it's got kind of like a more, I don't know, it's like rockabilly meets like clown music. It's like, <laughs> I think it's that one. And then like wheelchair epidemic, it might be the funniest name for a song I've ever heard.
0: <laughs> so that one's a cover.
1: Is it? I didn't know that then.
0: Yeah. I didn't actually listen to that song. I deliberately skipped it because it's okay. a cover and it wasn't on the original release. It was on like the, uh, okay. the deluxe edition or whatever.
1: Yeah. Cause I'm looking at it and that's why I remember when I had the tape, I was almost positive. It wasn't on there. And I thought Dancing Naked Ladies was like the last one.
0: It was. Yeah, you were right.
1: Yeah. But that one is awesome.
0: I'll have to give that one a listen. But yeah, I skipped it because I was just trying to go with the original, you know?
1: Yeah. And Slave Ship is the other dirge, but I loved Slave Ship.
0: Slave ship works, right? Yes. It's harder to put my finger on why Zechariah doesn't work. It's a little dull, but Slave ship works. It like puts you in this zone, and by the time totally t- it kind of like builds towards yeah. something, whereas Zechariah is just yeah like dirge. That's a perfect word. It's just kind of yeah. monotonous a little
1: bit. And Zechariah, it seems a little more disjointed. Like it doesn't flow. Like every other song on this. It's not monotonous. And try to think of the like staccato,
0: cohesive, or, um, maybe. Yeah, like,
1: it is. the The band is extremely tight. That's yeah. one of the things. The I album, love. Is. yeah, the album is. And then, I also like his note choices that are so dissonant and work, and how he takes the same riff and he'll raise it a step or lower it a step.
0: Dennis, and you're talking.
1: Yeah, but I'm also talking like the simplicity that they have. So it's not math rock in any way. Yeah, at least I don't think it is. No, there's a lot of space. This stuff is hard to play because if he's the only guitarist, that's the only, you know, bassist, drummer. Like they all gotta play exactly right. Like I just, it's impressive to me. And yeah. slave ship is like danu nanu nanu, and then he, <laughs> yao. I think yao's amazing. Then he comes on and he's like, well. Ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> starts melting out this insanity and I'm like yes I feel my When I play it, and I usually play it when I'm riding my bike, mm-hmm. I do it, and I have to admit, I do it on purpose because I know sometimes people are going to be like, what in the is he listening to? It's just <laughs> like this baffle. Like I've heard my chef say, and be like, what is that shit?
0: <laughs> 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 Sorry. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's abrasive.
1: It. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's still that like teenage thing in me where I'm like, yeah, this is fuck cool.
0: I feel a little vindicated that you said Zachariah is your least favorite song and that you had a hard time picking a favorite song from the rest of the album because I wasn't going to pick a least favorite song and I'm not going to pick an underrated song but I really had a hard time picking a best song because the album is just so tight and cohesive like everything just blends in together like it's all one song except for Zachariah which really stands out as being like notably different from the rest.
1: Yeah there's just not enough energy I don't know and I think I don't know if this works on albums. Sometimes they'll put the second to last song on an album. Sometimes for me, it feels like that's the least best song or the crappiest song.
0: Unless you're listening to a Jimmy Eat World album.
1: Unless you're listening to like, yeah.
0: But yeah, no, you're yeah. right. It's often like, kind of like, okay, we're going to come big here in a minute. So we're just kind of like going to put that one song that we're least into right yeah. about here.
1: I think we did that on Punk Like Urson.
0: <laughs> oh, no, we definitely did on that
1: was album. Was it like bottle line or something? And we were like,
0: yeah, it was the one that <laughs> that we recorded and we were least happy with. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. do remember that. You're right. <laughs> I guess if I had to pick a favorite song of this album, I went with Gladiator. Awesome. Yeah, kind of arbitrarily, but I did this thing since I was completely new to the album. I'd never listened to it. I'd heard them before, but I'd never listened to the album until the last few weeks. So the first few times I listened to it, I just kind of like put it on and didn't even look at the track names unless something like pulled me in. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And every time I was like, what is this? It was usually Gladiator or um, my other... I don't know if it's my favorite song on the album, but my favorite moment on the album is like the most accessible moment on the album, which is in Huss, when it kinda of like kicks into that kind of light, riffy kind of like moment. Yeah. You know exactly what I'm talking about. And he's like, Oh, it's like a breath of fresh air. I've been
1: underwater. Right.
0: Then like you're back in.
1: Yes, I was actually gonna mention that song. It's really driving. I think they they made a music video for it. That one it seems like the most radio friendly of some of them. Mm -hmm. But I mean the first chord is completely jagged. The chords he uses are like jagged in the best places, and then he lets off. And that's what another thing is. They really make you wait for the parts that aren't so dissonant and then you appreciate them more. Because I think I was just talking about the one guitar I was listening to another guy talk about like when you're listening to music, it's like tension and release. Mm -hmm. Tension and release. And sometimes that's forgotten. So when you get something this dissonant, like I used to make fun of the chords because I was like, this is shit. And then I realized, no, I'm just not I just haven't gotten that far along yet. Now I'm <laughs> like, use the most dissonant chord and then chill it out. And then it comes to just, you know, straight eight note chugging along with mm-hmm. palm mute and then Yao just doing what Yao does
0: what Yao does. I was not <laughs> yeah. surprised to learn that he's like an amazing supposed live front man. Speaking of the hairy nutsack thing that you brought up earlier, he's like known for his antics. He kind of have to be given what he's doing on the album, because if yeah. they were going to blow up underground, as they did first, as I understand, you know, they, well, they were always a pretty underground band still are yeah. really. Yeah. And they're definitely not aiming for something accessible. It just kind of happenstance. Sometimes it comes along. Yeah right? But it's not what they're (laughs) shooting for, clearly. And then you have him. So it's like, he kind of would have to like draw people in if he's just kind of like barking and screaming over the microphone.
1: Yeah. That's part of the shtick or that's part of the the magic of seeing like, that's why I was so pissed too. But I mean, they're known to be like, that's why they had that live album. Like they're known to be just like incredibly tight. And he's just a maniac. If I'm watching a live band on YouTube, I'll put on just Jesus lizard from like 94, or 96 or whatever mm-hmm. and watch him. And he's always half naked with a Budweiser, like <laughs> almost fighting somebody like in the crowd or jumping around, just acting like, I mean, like not an asshole in the sense that he's going to fight anybody, but acting like an asshole, just running around. And, <laughs> um, and then saying his stuff. Like, ah! yeah. <laughs> like, Antics. <laughs> yeah. Which are great. But then I also have to say that, on the songs, he knows where to put the barking. I don't, I don't know. like when, he's the, when he does the, you know, like make me another Boilermaker and some of his lyrics, I can absolutely relate to. Like he talks about shaking a lot, pretty sure he drank a lot. So mm-hmm. I'm always relating to that sort of stuff. And then, <laughs> and then what <when> I, <laughs> When he just says like the craziest stuff, like no more dancing, naked ladies. And then um, in Zachariah, he talks about walking into like this goddamn saloon or something like that. I don't know. Some of it's almost like a movie when he talks about it. Mm -hmm. But The Art of Self-Defense is another great one that I love.
0: Yeah, uh, that was one of the few that I had heard of. You know what's funny to me is that, like, I tried back in the day to get into Jesus Lizard and I couldn't.
1: I understand.
0: Yeah, I I forgive myself. (laughs) Um, And listening to it recently, I'm still like, Jesus Christ. And I'm kind of laughing at a few parts. Like, I feel kind of bad, but, like, there's a few parts where I'm like, what is happening? What is he doing? And it's all him. Like, I love what's going on with the band. I love what's going on with the music. So I'm going to keep listening to them and dig deeper. But it's still like, he is a fucking challenge. And it's funny to me because. A lot of my favorite artists and musicians throughout my whole life, Dinosaur Jr., Hot Water Music, Tom Waits, I first heard them and I went, oh, what's up with the voice? What's up with the singer? Like, I'm, I'm not so sure about this. And then I returned right. to it like months later and became obsessed. And I never did that with Jesus Lizard and I don't think that I'm going to, but I do yeah. appreciate that you picked this album to kind of like force me <laughs> in a way to spend time with it so I could start to really appreciate the music that's going on and yeah, I'll, I'll be returning to this more.
1: Good, yeah, that's the clincher for me. It's the guitar. Yeah. The genius of Dwayne is that there's not one solo in the whole deal, and it's always interesting. Good point. The rhythm, how he drives it, how it's sparse, and he knows just how to get the, you know, and then how it's jagged, and then it's really rhythmic. Mm -hmm. When he needs to create just the right amount of melody, he does it and then goes back to chilling out. Mm -hmm. And then hats off to, again, like the bassist and the drummer. I don't know their names, but like it's tight, you know? And then again, like that's the magic of it. So that's an amazing tight band. I love the guitar and I love the drums and bass. And then y'all will come over and be like, the of (laughs) self-defense. And then he says something like, make me another Boilermaker or something like that. Says it in the way that he does. Yeah. You know, give me something to stop the bleeding. He tends to say stuff at the right moments that makes me be like, more into the music <laughs> and then i'll be like okay you can go away for a while."
0: yeah he does kind of back off every now and then it's, it's like he kind of knows his place a little bit
1: yeah
0: <laughs> another artist that he made me think of weirdly is van morrison because van morrison if you get into like the deeper cuts especially like the kind of mid-career stuff when he was really feeling himself like he would just <laughs> and just like yeah. make all these fucking noises you're like, what yeah. are you doing? Like, the balls yeah. <laughs> on this guy, and that's and that's David Yao, like, literally, again, with his balls, we're talking about. But I mean, like, he yeah. clearly just the ego in a good way. I mean, like, the bravado, the competence, I guess, to just yeah. do that. You gotta go, be all in. I don't just care that I'm that. off, I don't care if you're gonna like it, I don't care if I'm flat, whatever. Like, this is the band and this is what's happening.
1: <laughs> you pretty much nailed it. You pretty much nailed it on that one.
0: Gotta respect it.
1: Yeah, I absolutely do
0: what song do you want to use to go out on for this episode?
1: I would probably go with Boilermaker.
0: Okay. We will go with Boilermaker.
1: All
0: right. You've earned that. (laughs) Thank (laughs) you so much. Is there other stuff you want to say? I mean, we have talked about all the songs almost. Is there anything else you want to say about Jesus lizard or this album before we get into other stuff?
1: They're just an amazing band. I will say there is an amount of Jesus Lizard that is too much. You know, I've had just about all the Jesus Lizard I can take after about an hour. And so I put it down. But in that (laughs) hour, it's absolute magic. And if there is a band to see live to do that, to see the band and to see Yao's absolute insane stage performance as a front man, it would be them.
0: If they were to tour, I would go just to be able to experience it for sure. And there's not a lot of bands I would see that I don't know, but or, or don't know well. But I would definitely check these guys out. Although well, he's been making his money these days by acting. He's been in a bunch of movies lately, David Yao. I don't know what the other guys are doing, but he's been really in a bunch of stuff. He's in the new Toxic Avenger movie. He was in uh, Under the Silver Lake. He was in uh, that Netflix movie that was pretty good think, with Macon Blair in it. I can't remember what it's called. Wow. I don't feel at home in this world anymore. That's what good it is. Good for him. He's been doing other stuff. He kind of pivoted, which again, he clearly has the confidence. Why not?
1: Yeah, I have to say, you know, you can't ride on that forever. So I'm glad he's stepping out a little bit. But, you know, they've had like 13 albums and everything I've heard, I've liked. I just like this one the best.
0: They have that many albums, really?
1: They have at least 10 because I'm counting nine now. And then there's the live album, Show, which I'm surprised it's not on there. But Show was always hailed, I thought, as like one of the biggest, best live albums from like, you know, 90s alternative rock or whatever.
0: I remember when that came out. I remember that being like, you know. Like
1: a big deal,
0: right? Yeah, like a big deal with the Gen Xers, you know?
1: Yeah, this will never be mainstream. I mean, instead you're not going to hear, next up Boilermaker, next to Taylor Swift, it's not going to happen. Right, it
0: it wasn't on the Empire Records soundtrack. Uh, That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah, good call.
0: At the end of the show I always, you know, ask other questions, usually related to the nineties.
1: Sure, sure, sure.
0: As we've mentioned, you and I were in a band before, a few bands before, quite a few bands actually, including. Tub. Yep, Susma Matub was one of them. Kill drama. Um, Rain Is Wet. There's others Coke Bones Malone, who could forget? Bones, Bones. All the same people, all the same band, just with different
1: (laughs) names for the most part. Yeah. Like uh wannabe sub poppers.
0: Right. I had Derek and Jeff from Kill Drama on not that long ago, and we had a little mini Kill Drama reunion. Oh, my homies! And it was a bummer that you weren't there to be part of it, so I thought maybe I'd bring some of the questions that you weren't there for okay. to you. Now, instead of getting into the 90s, I want to talk about venues. I want to talk about your favorite venues in Michigan or wherever to play, not to see a show, but your favorite, and or maybe like favorite shows that stick out in your mind, whatever kind of like... Yeah. What sticks out in your mind as far as playing shows back in the day?
1: Uh... Max was always ridiculous. Yes.
0: So underrated.
1: Max was always ridiculous. It's usually how crusty and Max was always, that always has a lot of sad, awesome mixed memories. That one's always, because I think it's because I really wanted to play it too. Like, I wanted to play it there. It felt like it was, like, the right amount of good and loud and, like, sloppy and dark and shitty and good. That really (laughs)
0: sums it up, man. Because I was trying to think of, like, what are my top three venues that we used to play back in the day? And... I was wondering if you would say max because that came up for me too i don't know if it's my number one but it's certainly like underrated like it doesn't come up max in east lansing was such a fucking dive dump but there was always yeah. like cool people there and cool things going on and we played with really great bands there and the stage was perfect because the audio never sucked I, think
1: I fell off the stage which is why it was fun one but time. that's
0: also why it was perfect because like <laughs> the stage was like a foot high or two feet high It was right it was pretty low yeah, stage yeah. we weren't in a lot of danger
1: there <laughs> right yeah that one that one does pop out you know yeah and i'd have to think like a little bit longer but like that's one of the main ones uh, i mean the pig was always fun but i'm trying to think of something different than the pig
0: yeah, so Blind Pig would be like the main one in Ann Arbor that was like the cool indie alternative whatever. And I always loved playing there. Yeah. But I liked hanging out there more. Like playing live there always felt like a little bit like mean, we had one or two really fun shows there, but yeah. it always was a little bit it was some pressure compared to like it was wasn't like the yeah. Let's Get Fucking Wasted and like who gives a shit, no one's here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Didn't have as much I fun as those. I can see that.
0: Those felt more like work.
1: Yeah, I can see that one.
0: Over in Ypsilanti, if we go to the Elbow Room. The Bow. Yeah. That, to me, was our home base, if I had to pick one main place.
1: Yeah, oh, no, that was definitely the home base. There was, some, you know, the one where you threw up on the stage. In
0: fairness, I did a shot of Jaeger in the middle of the show, which was not a good idea.
1: (laughs) I'll never forget that one. And then I'll never forget like when I was shaking a little bit. We needed a beer. So me and Melissa went up to the elbow in the morning the day after, and there was still the puke all over. They didn't clean it up. They didn't give a fuck. There was still puke on the thing.
0: For my puke?
1: Yeah, your puke.
0: I really didn't throw up that much, but maybe it was more than that.
1: No, it was just I went up there and it was just. Oh, I was next to it, so it wasn't that much, but it was like noticeable, and it was like blah, and I was like, oh, this guy's good. and yeah, it was there in the morning. I'm sitting at the bar, like and I look over and I go up there, uh, and I look over and I was like, it's still there.
0: It was how we ended the set, too.
1: Yeah, it was the last. I month. was
0: held onto it as long as I could, and I did like one big long <laughs>
1: scream at the last. Yeah, I think it was history of my skin. Oh. I think.
0: Yeah, that was awesome. I'm so, definitely going to include this, unfortunately. But yes, sorry people for <laughs> hearing about me vomiting, but I'm a human. <laughs> yeah, understandable. Yeah, any other ones stick out to you? I mean, those were probably the two main for me.
1: Two yeah. main ones. There's been some sporadic ones, you know, and there's been some other times, you know, like Axe guys coming in that one place and beating the crap out of the straight edge kids. Oh yeah, yeah, it sucked. So I thought it was a cool venue, and then that happened, and then it was like I don't know what's happening.
0: Yeah. Remember we played the back of that anarchist bookstore and it was like, we had to like take our gear up and down. Like It was like three or four flights of stairs, but it was like a rickety wooden staircase. <laughs> it was like, uh, like a crisscross and it was like outside in the snow. Where was it? I was in Ann Arbor and, and like we played for very few oh, people.
1: Oh, I think I remember it.
0: Yeah, we played some weird places, some skate parks, sucked, church or three. <laughs>
1: played some places.
0: My favorite show we ever played. I may have told this on the show before. I don't know. But when you, me, and Jimmy were in Rain is Wet and it was my birthday, and we played in Dayton, Ohio.
1: The tree bar? The oh, no, not the tree-, not the
0: tree bar. That was um, uh, that was Columbus. Whatever the Uh-oh. I don't even remember the name of the fucking venue in Dayton. All I remember is that like we played for the band that played after us and we played for the staff, and there was oh! nobody else there. I but do. it was my birthday and I was in a good mood and they played Afghan Wigs, black love twice in a row for me. Cause it was my birthday.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. I remember five seconds of it. And I remember one of the, he's like a long haired guitarist dude who kind of looked like yes. a, looked like he could have been a member of like big liquid back in the day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. It was like the big band that played yeah. after us was like very much like a Super candle box nice. kind of thing. Yeah. They were yeah. really friendly yeah. and not what we liked, but uh, right.
1: not what we liked. Yeah.
0: Like we literally played for them and the bar and it was one of my favorite shows ever. Go fucking figure.
1: I do remember that. I think it was pretty cool. And then I remember later that night, I think I slept underneath the sink, like in the hotel. <laughs> I
0: <don't> remember that?
1: <laughs> Some dumb crap.
0: We were drinking a lot back <laughs> in those days.
1: Yeah, let's say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was pretty fun. I do remember fun. that.
0: Yeah. I miss playing shows. I have a hard time imagining myself throwing my body around the stage, Dave Yao like.
1: Yeah.
0: Because I mean, I used to just treat my body like a rag doll during those shows and (laughs) i could not do that now
1: i'd be scared not because i think i'd kill myself but just because you know for all of us like the sciatica if i get sciatica again man i'm done for like weeks i can't that's i mean i can't move crying oh it's tough
0: we are up there
1: (laughs) getting older oh well
0: fun so do you want to come back on the show and talk about another album yes what do you got in mind at this point is there anything i mean well you can do anything you want like i said pretty much
1: one foot in the grave I don't know if back one foot in the grave has been done yes
0: please when I started this podcast that was one of the main ones I wanted to talk about it's one of my because okay, that
1: ones. one has a special place because it felt like I could play acoustic guitar
0: yes I would love to talk about that album with you Every I love that album Rad. so much yes yes it. okay
1: cool awesome We've got it figured <laughs> out
0: I'm, I'm looking forward to that right. cool well dude thank you so much I mean I'm always happy to do this with you
1: yeah man this is great I love this shit <laughs> this is what I like to do <laughs> me too.
0: Yeah, this is why I started the podcast. How can I talk to my friends more and talk to them about music more? Well, here we are.
1: Yeah, I'm going to figure out a way. Yeah, Other <laughs> than this, I'd be, you know, with my stuffed animals playing dumb guitar chords right over there. So this is great. I love it.
0: Is that your plan for the rest of this Friday night? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, uh, I'm actually going to... My friend texted me. I'm probably mm-hmm. going to uh, walk on across the street and get mm-hmm. some tacos. Nice. And then I might hang out and hit one of those... Uh, recovery type meetings. So I'm not cool. sure. Cool.
0: But yeah. I uh, cool. I ordered some buddy's pizza and I had that right before I talked to you from the original on oh, Conan Street.
1: Ew. Oh, ew.
0: <laughs> I was going to send you a pic, but I didn't want to like oh, man. my knife in the in the wound. <laughs> they, love <jets> <laughs> they love Jets down here. They oh, love
1: Jets down here. They don't even know. They don't
0: even yeah, know. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm like,
1: that's not, that Jets is good, but you guys don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's awesome. So I'm going to sit around here and eat my leftover uh, buddies and veg.
1: Yeah, right on.
0: All right, buddy. Well, enjoy your night. Enjoy your tacos and recovery. Good seeing you. Much love. Thanks for doing this again.
1: Many abundant blessings, sir. Thank you so much. (laughs) And a good day to you, sir.
0: (laughs) Thanks again to Morgan for coming out and talking about the Jesus Lizard and telling an embarrassing story about our days back when we drank too much and were on stage. We forgot to mention that, I don't know if it really matters, I don't know if it's that important. We don't always have to bring Nirvana into the fucking story, but it's a fun fact that the song from this album called Puss was also on a split with Nirvana called Oh The Guilt that came out in 1993 on Touch and Go. One of the funny things about doing this podcast, at least the way that I do it with my own idiosyncrasies, everyone's got their own way of doing their own weird shit. For some reason, when I record these outros and these intros for these episodes, that's it. Like, I don't go back and fix them if I leave shit out. For instance, it's been bugging me for weeks that when I released the episode where I talked about the band's album Jericho, I just kind of referred to them as the band The Band, which made it sound like I was talking about the album The Band by The Band, but I was talking about Jericho by The Band, which I talked about with Morgan here. Anyways, that's the kind of shit that keeps me up at night. I'm sure you really are interested in that. If you want to come on this show, you are very welcome to. If you're a Jesus Lizard fan, perhaps you want to talk about, well, I don't know, the Jesus Lizard. In 93, the EP Lash. They released in 93, the live album Show, which Morgan mentioned. They released in 94, the album Down. All of this was on Touch and Go Records. Maybe you want to come on and talk about any of those albums. That'd be fun. Or whatever you want from 93 and 94. Give me a shout. You can reach me at 9394podcast at gmail.com. I'm on Facebook. Please, you know, like, subscribe, follow, rate, review, do all that stuff. It helps. I appreciate it. Is there anything else? No, I don't think there's anything else. I'll let you go now. Thank you for your time. ninety four, a music podcast with Travis Roy is a labor of love. It is not and never will be monetized. Please don't sue.